Record it now. Wait, it's whatever. I'm just gonna edit it anyway. That sounds like the Fed. I know, right? Isn't that creepy as shit? It's just like, wait a minute. Who's following? You're now being recorded. <laughs> this message will self-destruct in yeah. five. You're <laughs> now being recorded. So watch what you fucking say. <laughs> welcome, man. Welcome. I'm pumped welcome. that you're doing this. Thanks so for much. coming. Thank you so much for uh, including me in uh, this this nap time uh, session here. Talk to us a little bit about, because I fucking, you have like literally, and I'm not even just making this up, because honestly, it would be a good idea for me to just pump you up and make people think you got some great Instagram page, but I'm not even lying when I say I fucking love your page. I I loved it the minute I saw it, and then now I saw that you've been kind of evolving it into something brand new. Like, it's almost kind of like taking a whole nother step. So tell us like about what inspired it originally i think i have an idea it's probably the fucking lockdowns and mask mandates but tell us where you got the idea from and then how it's now evolved into what it is now i'm the mask public enemy number one you know like the masks need to go (laughs) and uh they didn't need to be here in the first place i mean so it's they've never been used ever in human history except actually they were used during the spanish flu and of course 50 million people died during the spanish flu so and I was talking about how it was due to bacterial pneumonia. And even Fauci writes a whole paper about how it's about bacterial pneumonia. So I was even telling people, it's like, look, it either contributed to the bacterial pneumonia or it was helpless in stopping it, right? I mean, I live in Hollywood, Los Angeles, and they're practically everywhere. All over the floor, every parking lot, front yards, every everywhere. Every face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Everywhere with people's faces, right? They're all over the ground. And I was just going on and on about how disgusting they are i mean they really are really gross when you actually stop and think about it uh, generally when people uh, wear the masks right usually people work in a medical environment they really wash their hands before they put them on or they wear plastic gloves before putting them on yeah so they're usually in a sterile environment the average person is usually touching with their hands and putting them on their face and doing so i came up with the with the handle mask filth because i've just been seeing all this filth around so i see filth <laughs> in the streets I see filth in the masks, and then I just see filthy behavior from people in general. So it's gone beyond just the actual filth of the mask, but it's actually people, it, it turns people into monsters. It's, it's a division tool in society. And so I wanted to point out just how ridiculous and everyone is being about, uh, about the mask and how they use it as a security blanket false sense of security, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you're spot on with that security blanket, man. I mean, I dated a girl who literally was like, you know, I think even when the mask mandates are over, I think I'm going to continue to wear it. I like that guys don't have to tell me to smile and I could just kind of hide behind it. And it's like, it's interesting because it's now taken on this whole new psychological thing. It's like, it's not about the medical side of it anymore. Obviously, we've seen it become a, a freaking fashion statement. You know, it's like all these designer ones. Everybody's got their little chain hanging down from it. You got to be cool like that. Right. Well, I think I've, I've told this little anecdote before but this was kind of something that was going on last summer uh when things were really heavily locked down and there was mask mandates literally everywhere especially in california yeah and you know i don't wear my mask anywhere and uh i was out walking around my neighborhood and i crossed paths with uh with this lady this lady was pushing a stroller and she had you know cute little baby in the stroller and we crossed paths and the baby started laughing and it was really cute and we all had this little moment i was looking at the mom she was looking at me, I was looking at the baby, we're all laughing together. And it was just a very like cute neighborly kind of interaction that we had. None of us had our masks on, obviously. And we all had this little exchange. And I was thinking like, okay, 
that's just a normal day-to-day thing. That's how we build trust in society is you see each other's faces. Yeah. Children learn empathy by watching their parents' faces and things like that. So yeah. um, it goes beyond just the physical act of wearing the mask. Yeah, I don't like wearing a mask because it's uncomfortable, but that's not why I don't like masks. I don't like masks because they are dividing us in society. If, if we were all wearing our masks, I wouldn't have been able to have that interaction with that baby. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to have that neighborly, trustworthy kind of interaction that you're supposed to have on a day-to-day basis with your fellow man. Yeah. That has all been eliminated now that we're all automatons and atomized in our little masks and stuff like that. There's no ticker for that on CNN of how many times we're missing those opportunities in society. Whoa. You know what I mean? That's a great point. And the ripple, the ripple effect of that throughout society is what, what has us all at each other's necks. And now we see what's going on with the vaccines. Yeah. And that's just the next level. I mean, it, and it's just going to divide us even further as if we weren't already divided by, you know, race, gender, income, and every other thing that they try to divide us about. Usually the discussion when it comes to this stuff is it's like, are you, it ends up kind of ending up in, are you a pessimist? Or are you, a, you know, an optimist about all this stuff, especially with the mass and the vaccines and stuff. And it's like, especially these last five days, it feels like it got way worse all of a sudden again. And it feels like what's going to happen is you're going to keep doing like two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, one step back. So we have that moment where we're like, oh, it's the summertime and they're letting us out again without masks. This is great. And then they're going to fucking lock it up even harder again. I feel like this is going to happen year after year after year. You kind of notice the same pattern or you feel like um, it might get a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. I, uh, I mean, we all kind of predicted that this was going to happen, right? That they were going to, it was going to be some kind of new boogeyman that was going to come out a new invisible enemy and uh we're all going to lock back down again and that's the stage where we're headed towards now it they started to creep it started to tiptoe a little bit it was sort of like okay masks are all gone on june 15th right so we couldn't even make it a full month without going full <laughs> mask free in los angeles county so dude it felt like a year without masks i fucking enjoyed the shit out of my time yeah, without it oh it felt so good oh my yeah, god man. And, and it's just like and now it's kind of spotty some of the places I've gone, they require a mask. And some other places I go, they don't require a mask. Or they don't care. They don't say anything. Yeah. And well, you uh, know what's interesting about it this time around is it's like, I think we actually got a lot of the people who are vaccinated on our side because they're like, well, I did this for that reason. You know, so now when they see somebody without a mask, they don't identify us necessarily as, oh, he's not a masker. Oh, he's not a vaxxer. Oh, he's an enemy. Now it's like, oh, he might be one of us. He might just be like, oh, I'm vaccinated and I think this is okay. So now we're a little bit more in disguise, which I think might help us out a little bit. I mean, at least fingers crossed because, you know, we're we're very close to becoming an enemy if, if you're not vaccinated. Uh, with Sally Mayweather had a good tweet the other day. It was sort of like, um, you comply, so they'll let you, they'll give you back your freedoms, but they, they uh, keep prolonging it because you keep complying. And of course, now they're going to flip it on. They're going to try to demonize each other, right? I mean, we've seen this unfold throughout history so many times where you you section off a portion of society and you label them as the enemies and you say it's their fault that things are scapegoating them, right? So there's all these cases or we can't go back to normal. There's whatever. And the scapegoat is you. Exactly. Whoever's not wearing a mask or whoever's not vaccinated. It's like, you are the problem. It's not us who comply and go along with everything else that they do and say, it's you, the people who are actually researching for yourself and, you know, thinking for yourself and, and taking your own health into your own power and stuff like that. Like you're the problem. So it's always your fault. So they have a whole list of like shame techniques that they're going to try to use. Right. Yeah. Like it's unpatriotic. You're not doing your duty. Yeah. You want grandma to die. Right. Oh, the, oh, what you're a wimp. Like, oh, well, you don't want to get a shot. Were you scared of a needle? You know, like they'll yeah. get, they'll make a, they, the whole factory, the whole excuse factory is going to churn them out and just be like, Hey, 
you know, you got to do your, what's right. You got to do, it's the law. There'll be consequences if you don't do it, or if you do it, we'll give you a donut or your freedom or what, you know, like they'll, yeah. you know, they have all different kinds of techniques to try to get people to do it. But the yeah. thing is though, is that they're spending trillions of dollars. The celebrities are all trying to endorse it. They have, it's free. They'll come <laughs> and deliver it to your door and majority of people still don't want it. Yeah. Well, I think That's people how bad your product is or how bad your track record is, right? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I, I, I'm so glad that not everybody is trusting it, but I don't know. We're, we're losing numbers rapidly. I think people are just buying into the threats. They're like, okay, I don't know. I just want to see what would happen and now I'll get it. Well, they've been complacent for so long. I don't even know where to start. Like even right now with the mask mandate being implemented. So who's actually implementing the mandate? Is it the health department? Oh, right. Yeah. It's not but even like anybody with authority. Is it, the city? is it the county? Is it the state? I mean, it's not the state, right? We'd, we'd know that, but Okay, so the health department gets to do that. Okay, I mean, I can't, I can't even like, where do they get their authority to implement that just on a whim? Yeah, well, that's they, the thing they, is, it's it's pseudo authority almost. You know what I mean? It's just like this kind of like, oh, well, we are the CDC or we are the health department here, whatever the fuck it is. And I don't know, I, I people are just, it's so weird that people are so much more afraid of social ostracization, whatever the fuck the word is rather than potentially dying of a virus, potentially dying of a, a, a vaccine, you know, of, of all these other, of potentially having psychological fucking damage that you don't even realize, especially on your kids. If I see somebody master kids, I mean, immediately, I'm like, man, that is literally child abuse to me. I, I, I cannot believe it. Even at first I was like, come on, are we really masking these kids up? I know that this thing is like brand new. We don't know much about it, but it's like the kids is just like, like a two-year-old to three-year-old, it's like you were saying, man, you're missing out on all those connections that you could possibly have. It's fucked. It shows you how deep the psychosis goes, right? Yeah. It's, it's one thing for you to do it to yourself, right? It's one thing to be like, oh, well, I got to do what I got to do. I got to be the adult here and I got to like wear the mask and do it. It's like, and I mean, well, now I think some people do enjoy wearing the mask, but for the most part, I would assume that people, it's just unnatural for you to have yeah. cloth over your nose and mouth all the time. I. I think it's extremely uncomfortable. I don't know if most people, I would assume most people think it's uncomfortable as well. But the comfort that they get from it is feeling yeah, like they're yeah, in the a sense of superiority. Comfort, yeah, yeah right? it's that social it's comfort. Where like. it outweighs the, yeah. the discomfort, right? But at the same time, it's like, I, I think most people don't really enjoy wearing them necessarily, yeah. but they do it because they feel they need to. But I don't think they physically like wearing it. It's like, your kid is wearing that. You don't think that they're hot and uncomfortable and... You know, and we're talking about the filth, filthiness of the mask, right? And yeah. I, at some schools, they, all the kids throw their mask in a bin during uh, recess. And then they come and all grab them out, like after. And it's, like, that's, that's supposed to be sanitary. Like, and then you put it on your face, on your kid's Symbolic. face. Like, it just trips me out that it's one thing to do it to yourself, but to do it to a kid who has no wherewithal or understanding and has statistically zero chance of either contracting or dying of the virus. Yeah. like. It just like baffles my mind. I'm just saying that's that, how that been things weird. That's how deep the psychosis goes. It's crazy. Yeah, that bin thing got me. That that is weird as fuck. They'd all put it in a bin. Like I would get weirded out if everybody put their socks in a bin and we all had to put it back on after. Not putting it on my feet. Now you're telling me I gotta put that shit on my mouth. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Okay, that's dude. fuck. And then we and then we've talked about like the bacterial pneumonia and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know enough about that to say like that the mask yeah. could cause bacterial pneumonia or whatever. Like. But I mean, there has to be some type of uh, negative aspects of breathing in that much 
carbon dioxide or breathing in whatever's on the mask or whatever's been touched. I mean, even Fauci said this in March, 2020, he was on 60 minutes saying like, well, yeah, you don't want to wear a mask because people don't wear them properly and you could touch in your face and, you know, and people touch their face more often because they have a foreign object on their face. So they're constantly yanking it down and pulling it and touching it. And it's got to make things worse. If you ask me, I mean, you I, see I like all the numbers, the numbers prove that. Of course, that's all meant to I mean, like uh, stop the asymptomatic spread. And I think that they've pretty much just proven that even Fauci him said, he's like asymptomatic is not really um, that much of a driver of any airborne virus, even in China, the, they said it accounts for like 0.6% of the spread of the virus. And But we're the enemy. We are the enemy. It's always your, your fault. It's always your, your fault, you know? So what's your opinion on the nap? Because there's two kinds of sides of it where people are like, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's the golden rule. I live by it every day. And there's some people who are like, yo, the nap is fake and gay. Like, fuck the nap, you know? So there's kind of two schools of thought with it. And I get both of them. Murray Rothbard would say that the non-aggression principle is um, – it's, it's sacrosanct, you know, it's like, it's the, it's the most important thing that we should all try to abide by. And, uh, Stefan, you know, it's funny cause I was in a debate one time with a, a friend's girlfriend or something, you know, she's a total lefty. She wrote for salon or sorry, mother Jones, mother Jones magazine. So okay, if you know that left wing like publication, but yeah, she's like really, really, really on it. And, uh, okay. I was talking about the non-aggression principle and she's like, Oh, she's like, where non-aggression principle, where'd you hear that from? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. My kindergartner teacher, you know, my, <laughs> you know, my, my kindergarten teacher yeah. said, don't, don't hit, don't steal, keep your promises, you know, don't lie. You know, I was like, so yeah. those are pretty much the main structures. And Mal Stefan Molyneux, you say it really well. He's like, he's like, well, we don't like potty train kids. And then when they get older, you say, oh, you just throw that out the window. Like, we don't really. <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. But when you're a kid, you're taught like, hey, don't hit, don't use your words, don't steal, yeah. don't take other kids' stuff, ask permission first. So all those things that we're told as a kid, then when you get older, it's like, oh, that's okay if you do it if you're a politician or you know, somebody else, right. <laughs> Forget you can steal and lie and do all this other shit, you know, the hypocrisy is unreal with it. Yeah. You're so but, right. But so, uh, but, uh, David Friedman, right. Machinery of freedom. Have you ever sure, read yeah. that book? But like he okay. would say that he doesn't really agree with the non-aggression principle, which is fine. I don't think that you have to be or live by it or anything like that, but he would sure. just say that it's just better in society if we don't use violence. Yeah. So there is, there's the an utilitarian like approach, right? Yeah, there doesn't have to be like a set, um, like non-aggression principle set in place, like a rule or a law or anything like that. He's just saying, if you want to have the most uh, like prosperity and the most production, like it's really best that we just don't use violence and we can actually make more in society and for everybody than just a select few having it when you have a centralized system or whatever. But I do believe in the non-aggression principle. I do think that oh, it's, totally. it's, two, it's two sides of the same coin. You know, one side is property rights and the other side is non-aggression principle. Non-aggression principle is how you dictate what happens to property or who's in the right and wrong about right. property. But ultimately, there are no rights, only property. Yeah. Only property exists. And that's the sad thing that people have to come to grips with or come to terms with is that you can only take your property and protect it as far as you can sure. protect it. You can yeah. hire somebody else to help you protect it, like a police or security or whatever. But for the most part, your property is up to you to protect yeah. At any given moment, right? You can get carjacked, you can get robbed on the street or somebody could break into your house. It's like, it all depends on how well you can protect your own stuff. And yeah, there's you know what? You're, you're right, 100%. And also what, inc what is included in uh, your property is your body, yourself. Like you okay. own yourself, you absolutely like have the most right to your body. But the thing is, when you tell lefties about this or like, you know, SJWs, the postmodernist types, 
you know, people who are woke or hate capitalism, they kind of see property as a materialistic thing. Like they see it too much as like Nike sweatshirts, you know, a backpack or a fucking pair of sunglasses. They don't see it as like the land, your house, you and your body. So they're so, it's so weird to talk to somebody who's on that kind of side of things and just ask them how they define property, you know, Mm -hmm. and just try to ask them if people could own things and stuff like that. And they literally define property in a complete, it's almost like they don't believe in private property. They just believe that things are like, if I had to steel man their argument, it would be like, you know, everything is just out in nature and everybody has equal ownership to it. And I don't know, I, I get, I, I don't, it kind of is coherent a little bit, but at the same time, it's so easy to refute. It's like, well, wait, that doesn't well, make uh, any sense. They differentiate. So they would say something like uh, your sunglasses or a toothbrush is uh-huh. your personal property. Oh, there are, so there's things like that that you own, but they don't believe in owning resources or owning land. Oh, right. But you need resources to make all those personal properties. Well, and right. And even that, I mean, that comes back to the thing I was saying about you have to protect the property and all that other kind of stuff. But we have the Lockean idea of like mixing your labor with the land. So if you cultivated it and you actually like, you know, set up a fence and built all the stuff and you were farming there, you had some livestock or you built a house on there or something like that, then that property becomes yours through homesteading sure. and all that other kind you of stuff. You can't just declare a land, like, oh, that's mine, no. all the way out there. Yeah, yeah. that would be retarded. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what America's I, doing. <laughs> I think property, like, so there are, like, uh, universal truths, right? Like, you you can't want to be robbed, right? Like, uh, because that would, that would, that would, that would uh, mean that you don't want it to happen in the first place. So you can't, you can't want to be robbed, or you can't, like, I don't know, I'm trying to think. You can't want to be assaulted, right? That even the term theft or assault means that it's something happening against your will. Mm. So, um, so you therefore you have to have property to define even theft in the first place oh, at all. So there could right. be no there could be no theft at all if everyone owned everything or right. nobody owned property or whatever. And also they would say that not establishing property creates contention in society because when people don't own something, they fight over it. Instead of just right. saying, no, this is mine, this is my property, and therefore I can do whatever I want with it. I can invite who I want to on it. And even with the homeless situation that we're going on right now, everybody's talking about all the stuff going on in Venice. Yeah. And uh, I keep telling people, I'm like, where does all this stuff happen? It always happens in a public space, public sidewalk, yeah. public street, public uh, park, public whatever, right? Because there's tragedy of the commons. Nobody owns it. So nobody can kick anybody out and nobody maintains it and takes care of it and all that kind of stuff. And so it just gets used communally and then they just abuse it as compared to saying like, no, I own this property. You can't sleep over here overnight in a tent or you can't mess with it or anything else. Right. So story time, I guess we're all just sitting under the foot. We have our little sleep over here. It's nap time. We got our little, uh, our pillow fort. Story time. Some story. Yeah. Story time. So tell us, when's the last time that you saw somebody violate the nap? And what was that like for you? I mean, I had someone tell me to put a mask on in a grocery store. Bro, just- that's a violation. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So you're violating my feelings right now? <laughs> no, nah, uh, but I mean, that's a, because there is something to that. Like, uh, like words can be like uh, construed as a part of a violation on aggression principle, right? I guess, yeah, it depends, knife. like. Okay, right. someone has a knife and they right. say, I'm going to stab you in the face. Yeah, that, that's a threat, yeah. Is that a violation of non-aggression principle? I would say so, yeah, that's a viable but threat. It's not a non-violence principle, it's a non-aggression principle. Right, absolutely. So even Rothbard would say, well, if there's a clear and present danger, right. 
right? And so now, now we're getting a little squishy, like what exactly constitutes a clear and present danger? But then I guess that'd be the conversation for the arbitrator to have, right? If you took it to court. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I live in Hollywood, so I see all kinds. Oh, I, I mean, I see like hobos fighting on the street and stuff like that. Oh, really? I saw um, I saw a boyfriend, girlfriend, like. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was funny. I was walking down the street and uh, she had like a metal stick of some like, like of something. Like, I just like, don't even know what. And I was like, I was like, and I, she was kind of like a, like a block away. And I was like, uh, I was like, should I walk down there? Should I walk past <laughs> them? I was like, I don't know. And then she started like wielding it. Like she was like Highland. <laughs> and she started like flipping around. And I was like, all right, whoop. And I just like did a 180. <laughs> around. I was like, no, nah, I'm not walking through there. She could be like, she could oh have like restraint from like PC. Yeah. I don't know what she's like. I don't know what. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. PCP so she could be all popped like, up uh, on something. Yeah. She could have worked me. So that's performance enhancing drugs right there. Uh, either, yeah. I did. I broke up a fight one time downtown LA. Uh, that? Dude, this guy was, uh, um, he had a truck full of like alcohol, right? And he was delivering alcohol to this bar. And so he was taking off the crates and he had all the bottles in the back. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently some guy went in there, some homeless guy, like went in the back and was, uh, was trying to steal one of the cases out of there or whatever. And the guy caught him. And so he was like, oh, on his face, he was like, grabbing his shirt. He was like, oh, oh. angry at them and stuff like that. And they were like about to fight. I was in the bar and I was like, I was like, no, dude, like, I don't want these people to fight. And so oh, I yeah, went out yeah. there and like, I literally like broke him up. I'm like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, don't like you, like leave, you, you get out of here. You were in the middle, just like separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's really dumb that I think about it. Like, I mean, that homeless guy could have had a knife or could like, oh, you know, like yeah. they both I mean, turned on me right and could, like, <laughs> hey you know. fuck this guy we want to fight <laughs> so who the fuck are you bro this was a voluntary agreement sir oh pardon <laughs> me this is the a and b fight see your way out of it <laughs> you know what i mean like uh, yeah so but I, but I broke it up and i i was like man it's like that's like i hope like, like <laughs> i got all emo about it I was like i hope these i hope those guys like you know like or get better like have a good day or something <laughs> just like trying to be I'm like to save their life that'd be a good samaritan but like I don't you know. were man you saved them has anybody ever violated the nap on you like when's your when's your nap been violated i've been in some sticky situations before i grew up where i grew up was kind of ghetto up in the, the bay area oh and, yeah uh, yeah so i've actually i've been like carjacked twice I've been what held, I've been held at gunpoint before stop yeah, man, I've uh, yeah, I had some wild shit happen to me before, and you had you were held at gunpoint. What was that all about? Yeah, when I it was actually uh, this was like when I was maybe fifteen or something like that, fifteen or fourteen, and uh, we used to go to this basketball court all the time, and I was out there and just rolling up with my friend, some yeah, dude yeah. like literally pulled out a gun and like put me in a headlock and put the gun up to me. He's like, he's like, give me your money, and I was like, for I was broke, dude. I was like, I, I was always poor kid, like I never had. How any- old were you? I was like 14 or something like that dude. oh my god he was young he was like he was a younger dude like you know maybe he was a teenager too <laughs> okay but he had a gun you know <laughs> so like, yeah that, that makes you a to, fucking grown-ass man yeah, all of a sudden we're all saying now equalizer there but like <laughs> uh but it's almost like it was such a bitch i was like i was like I don't, i'm a kid i don't have any money you know like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't i didn't even really think i had any money to give him and he's like get the fuck out of here you know he's like wow yeah but like after i was like my and my friend was with me and so when we got back home he was like he's like dude i'm gonna tell your parents like what happened man like that was crazy that shouldn't have happened i was like dude you're like don't tell him i was like don't tell him and he's like dude i got to tell him it was like you had a gun pulled on you or whatever i'm like dude don't yeah. tell him because they're not gonna let me go to the basketball court anymore they're not gonna let me oh like, true come outside they're gonna think everything's dangerous all the time like i don't want them freaking out yeah damn so they're smart ass kids 
I would have been telling everybody. I just would have been all about, all about the attention. I'd be like, look what happened to me. See, you got, got yeah. gun pulled on me. I told him, I, said, Fuck <laughs> you. I took my finger in the barrel of the gun. And I said, <laughs> I, you know, I was just balling down by the courts down I'm there. The courts, and the next thing I know, he pulled out a gun. So I twisted the barrel around and tied it in a knot. <laughs> Kick rocks, bitch. Get the fuck out of here, man. Shit, man. I was heating up from three and he didn't like that. So yeah, right. Me. <laughs> Damn, dude, that is wild. I don't think I've ever had to worry about something like that happening. I grew up in a safe yeah, neighborhood, I, mean, I think, yeah, compared that, to that. Some gnarly shit. Yeah. Like, and then like one time after work, uh, these guys like busted in my window and like punched me, took my keys. They punched you? Like two dudes, yeah. Two dudes. The dude said he had a gun, but I didn't see a gun, but I was just like, dude, oh, this, like, dude this like my beat up ass, like mom's old car is not worth my life and fighting <laughs> you guys. So I was like, just take the fucking keys and get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. They stole your car. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What? Dude, you yeah, lived in Grand Theft Auto. What the fuck? Car too. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was ratchet, dude. Oh my God. Dude, yeah. you have some serious close encounters with naps being violated. Too That's insane. Too many, bro. What have you ever violated the nap? Somebody was talking about like violent revolution and stuff like that. And I was saying, you know, violence is not the answer. Saying like, oh, well, like, you know, well, how are you supposed to win a war? And how are you supposed to fight back against tyranny and all these kind of stuff? You know, and the blood of the blood of uh, tyrants needs to be used to water the tree of liberty and, all, you know, stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah. And so I said, like, yes, yeah, sometimes violence is necessary. And sometimes you do need to stick up for yourself and protect yourself and stuff like that. But it is not the answer. The answer is peace, right? The answer is always yeah. peace. Yeah. And that's how we build a better world and how we help each other out and stuff like that. So e even though you might get angry and frustrated and be like, oh man, I want to take my anger out on something or someone, like it's ultimately not the answer. It's going to get, it's counterproductive. And that's why we have the non-aggression principle. That's the whole purpose that it exists is because we know through experience and through history that it, it destroys societies and then builds it up. So if you want to make the world a better place, you don't fight back physically and violently. You fight back with philosophy and change hearts and minds and do all that kind of stuff, right? And following the non-aggression principle. And following the non-aggression principle. Like I said, when I was younger, I was really poor. So I used to like shoplift a lot. So <laughs> oh, like, shit, okay. I was, rat. I was a mall rat. So you spent a lot of time in the mall. Too bad you didn't grow up now when you're in San Francisco. You would have been chilling. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Good. Been like, oh, like $900? Like, fuck racking everything like, like bazaars out there like they have like full marketplaces full of shit yeah. you know, from walgreens like so i got a cell phone charger i got a zara jacket i got a <laughs> was like damn dude like, but yeah when i was younger it was like it was like oh like i'd be like oh let me get a like a hat like you know like yeah. my clothes were all bummy and stuff like that so i'd always try to like steal shit to like <laughs> oh yeah i got this cool hat i got like cool like basketball jersey or something you know i'd steal shit like that and so i don't i don't condone that i don't think it was good <laughs> i've grown up <laughs> i've grown up yeah no actually i got in trouble doing that and so oh, no way what yeah, happened yeah. so i wish was funny because so well like i said i used to take like you know clothes and stuff like that it was a little more expensive but i was at uh, target this is when i was super young i was like in middle school or sixth grade or something like that mm -hmm. and uh i was at target and uh i was like oh i'm gonna steal like these basketball cards you know <laughs> basketball cards are like two bucks or something like that right, right. yeah and, it's more uh, about the fun <laughs> yeah and i was walking out and the guy's like he's like hey did you steal some basketball cards i was like gosh <laughs> you know, I was like, this guy caught me so they totally caught me or whatever he's, and, he knew it's sport too he's it is yeah, like, like, buy some cards he's like the basketball ones. <laughs> but i was like i was like dude thank god it was only like basketball cards and not something like <laughs> yeah. crazy he's like so you trying right. to steal a 
PlayStation. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a little bit uh, of a yeah. So I that was it. I got caught. Never did it again. I like learned my lesson. Um, but then I got really big into graffiti when I was in high school too. Ooh. So I used to like hop a lot of fences and you know deface a lot of property and stuff like that. So I remember that there was a big billboard I went up to and. Um, it was like you could like climb up the hill and go directly up to the billboard. And I remember I hit oh. like this, I hit the, hit this big big billboard that was like kind of like entering like into my city. So like the next day, like a bunch of my friends were like calling me and say that oh, they saw it, stuff like that. Yeah, and then it got like buff like uh, maybe like two weeks later or something like that. So it was only up there for a little while, but I remember a little I time do, in history. Yeah, I used, I used to do stuff like that all the time. You know, like wow. you do like, graffiti at the skate park. That's a little different. They kind of don't really care if you do it there. Yeah, that's kind of just like giving a little art, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A little art but yeah I mean, I definitely used to hop fences and go on all kinds of places like that. It, trespassing, yeah. Josh at Mask Filth, the nap violator. You heard it here first. Get him. I, I'm, I'm uh, like confessing to all my nap violation sins. <laughs> this is therapeutic. You're like, you get I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the priest of the nap. I look, dude, I violate non Christmas. Well, I don't do it anymore, though, dude. <laughs> Okay, go read three Rothbard books. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go Leave say your prayers. Mary, tell Mary's. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap this thing up. Josh, thanks for coming on, man. Don't forget to go find him on at Mask Filth. He's on Instagram. Is there anything else you want to plug I real mean, quick? That's the real one you want to get involved with is the Mask Filth. I've been documenting all kinds of dirty masks around town, but more importantly, I post a lot of COVID-19 uh, information. So anything going on with Chris Guy and Catherine Austin Fitz, I highly encourage you to follow their work. They are really plugged in on the grand or the end game of really what's going on here. They really want to introduce a Chinese style social credit score. They want to introduce their own cryptocurrency. They want us all to use these apps that are vax and not vax. And so that's really the grand scheme. It's not that they want to put a chip in you and it's not like the stupid mask thing. It's like, no, like there is a greater global scheme that's going on right now their dream is to have that social credit score they have it in china they see it how it works over there they would love to implement that here americans need to reject the vaccine passport like they've rejected the metric system okay we just don't use that shit and i'm really concerned about how people are gonna like live the next several months and i'm not optimistic but I, it's better that we're all aware of what's going on right now. So check out Masks Filth. I post a lot of Im important information there. And it's, I think it's a good uh, debating technique. You remind your friends of how dirty and gross the masks are and how they're polluting everything. And I'm sure they're all environmentalists. So throw it right back in their face. Masks are like the fucking metric system. We don't play that shit here in America. Shit, Get your not. fucking vaccinations and masks out of here. All right, Josh. Well, thanks for coming by, man. Peace. All right, everybody. Thanks for sleeping over. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at NaptimeMemes. Also, don't forget to check out the YouTube page. That way you can get full videos of Naptime Sleepover, Naptime Snooze, and everybody's favorite, Who Violated the Nap. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time.